recording pending. Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of this recording. This is episode 60 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I'm with the usual co-host. Chris, introduce yourself, man. How's everybody doing today? Let's have a good show. Absolutely. Mar, introduce yourself, man. What's up, Colin? Thanks for having me. Uh, I know. Good episode today. Let's <laughs> have a good episode today. I know you got a lot. Uh, Lodge, introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? How are you doing today? Sure, for sure. Big facts. Greg, introduce yourself, man. Talk to me. You hear me? I hear you perfectly fine, man. What's, what's going on? Listen, a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. The first round's been exciting. Some major surprises, some major shocks. So I'm going to just go ahead and start. Listen to me. What team so far after after the first round so far as of today, as of April 27th, what team have you noticed, whether it was individually or a franchise altogether, that really impressed you and what you noticed about them? And what team, in your opinion, also disappointed you the most, whether it's the individual player or the team itself? I want to swing it to Chris first. I'm going to let you rock with that, Chris. So I would say probably the biggest takeaway I've gotten so far from the first round is I think I have one in each conference. So I'll just start with the Eastern Conference. And I think it's kind of self-explanatory. I won't go into much details because I know there's somebody else in the show that has I feel like a lot more to say about the situation than I do. But right. We're going to save him. We're going to save him, though. Yeah, so I, but obviously I want to say just the Brooklyn Nets, and I only say that because it's not even the, the fact that they lost the series, because I'm not disappointed they lost it. I just I'm just disappointed in the fact that they didn't really look like half in a lot of the games they really didn't put an effort in, and that's what led them to get swept. Obviously they had a lot of issues that weren't really on the court related, so they had a very wild season. But I mean I just want to keep it blunt. I feel like the Nets was something like one of the biggest takeaways I took. Um, I think another thing that I took away is just I'm impressed by a lot of young players. Like I'm, I'm impressed by a lot of young players who really, who really didn't get playoff experience last year, who weren't even in the league last year. If that's the case, and just the fact that they're coming into their own right now, guys, just all these young guys like Jordan Poole, somebody who's in the G League last year. Now all of a sudden he's the leading scorer for the Warriors right now in the playoffs. Somebody like Anthony Edwards, who honestly still. Still improving his game, but again, somebody who I didn't think would be going will be performing at the level he's performing these playoffs. Tyler Hero, he's starting to step his game now. I've just been impressed by the amount of young talent that I've seen that probably aren't all stars yet, but we can look at them and say, "Wow, we have a lot of future all stars, only NBA players." Once the, the Kevin Durant, the LeBron James, the I'll say Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, once they start the part. I, I just I just did know that the league's in good hands, and I'm starting to be a fan of a lot of this young talent that's coming to the league right now. And I'm I hope it keeps up. That, that is absolutely true. The young talent, and I, me personally, you know, if Kyrie was here, he'd tell you me, me and Kyrie weren't the highest people on Anthony Edwards when he first got drafted with number one pick. Uh, and, you know, we just felt like maybe he, he might take a lot longer than usual or maybe LaMelo should have been the number one pick. But he's definitely justified so far why he was the number one pick in that draft. 
Uh, definitely. I mean, Lodge, talk to me, man. Like, just just give me your thoughts. So as far as where the first round goes so far, um, as far as surprises, um, at first I was surprised by the Timberwolves, but now I'm kind of more disappointed because, like, they blow a lot of leads, and, and their play is kind of, like, immature Like once things get, like, to the nitty-gritty. And, <clears throat> and it just seems like at this point, like, they're they're proven to be a potential playoff team, but they have a lot of things to work on. So that that kind of surprised me. I thought the Patrick Beverly kind of signage did work in a way because they made the playoffs, but it still isn't. You still have a lot of room to work with as far as maturity goes. But it's, shouting out a player, I think Brandon Ingram. As I, I already knew he was this good, but he's pretty much just showing like he's he's ready. He's pretty much just as good as Jason Tatum in my 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 opinion. I feel like they're on the same level. Uh, I feel like their uh, fight with the Suns, I feel like their series is pretty much over, though. But I feel like the fight he's pretty much put up, you know, as CJ kind of fizzled out, he's pretty much stepped up and kind of just carried the team. And and that's something, you know, uh, definitely what you pointed out, too. The Timberwolves do have a, a tendency to blow leads. I think this just comes with inexperience at the end of the day. I mean, Andy Edwards, you know, Carl Andy Towns, it's not his first time going to the playoffs. So, you know, I thought he would be able to, like, bring him around, you know, corral them. Speaking, especially. speaking of him, Colin, I, I tried so hard to be, like, a fan of his, but he's, like, he's, like, so, like, cringe to me, bro. Like, he, he's, <laughs> it feels like he tries too hard to get himself, like, a feel for the game, and it's just, like, it don't be working half the time. It's just forced. That's what it's coming off is. But I see where you're coming from with that. But I feel like the Timberwolves absolutely got a bright future. You got Cat. You know, Andy Edwards, possibly D'Lo, whether he wants to stay or, you know, he might want to move. But they do have a nice young core. So, I mean, Greg, I'm going to swing it to you. And, Mar, I'm going to leave you for last because I know you got a lot to say. But I'm going to swing it to Greg first. Greg, talk to me. Um, I would say um, in terms of the plan, um. Yeah, I guess I'll just go with the with the Pelicans. I'll say that like I think the Pelicans will surprise people next year. Um, if Je- notice just notice like if uh, if Zion can you feel me get his weight in check. I mean he I mean everybody was was loving Zion coming out of school over Ja, and uh, I mean he went out one number one overall over Ja, and Ja's turned into a superstar and. Even with a limited uh with limited plays, I was averaging what like what like twenty seven and ten. Um, so if we can get even if even get close to that production again, and you pair that with Bi with CJ McCollum, I mean the Pelicans are a threat uh, next season. Uh, they can give anybody fits. I could see them. I could see them propelling from what what were they coming in like a nine seed? I could see them propelling to be like a a four seed, maybe even a three seed if they play their cards right. So I got the Pelicans making some noise next year. So is that the most impressive team in your opinion, the Pelicans so far in the first round of the playoffs? I mean, I would have to, I would have to say so. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Pelicans are the most surprising teams in terms of like I recognize that like uh, uh, this um, Devin Booker is out. But at the same time, like Devin, at the same time, the the Suns have so much depth 
Um, and they've been able to win a lot of games over the regular season, regardless of who the starting lineup was. And the Pelicans barely snuck into the playoffs. So I expected the Pelicans to win at least one game. But I didn't see like this happening where it's like CP3's breathing for air because, you know, what I'm saying he's getting locked down a couple of times throughout the course of the game, making critical I mean, mistakes. And, and it takes it takes Mikael Bridges giving you a 30 piece to like, you know what I'm saying, like get a comfortable win. Like I don't know how reliable that is moving forward. Um and I just yeah, he, I've just been sh- I've been shocked by how well the bigs of the Pelicans have been playing against the Suns. Like they're dominating the boards. Like it's like not even cl- like the, I forget what the rebounding statistics are, but they're the Pelicans are dominating the offensive rebound. Larry Nance Jr. looks like a problem. Uh, I forget who the other boy is for the uh for the Pelicans, but nice. and, and and you got you got someone like DeAndre Ayton paying for a max contract. And don't get me wrong, DeAndre Ayton will give you fifteen to twenty, but if you not like like he getting dogged out there on the on for offensive and defensive rebounds, like yo bro, like you trying to get a max contract extension off a rookie deal. So I just think the based off of where we saw the Pelicans midway through the season, they started this, they started the year one and twelve. They they finished ten games under five hundred, and they were tied two games apiece with a with with a team that won sixty seven games this year. Like, come on, yo, that shit. I mean, that draw is is crazy for real. Okay, all right, that's pretty fair, pretty sound. The Pelicans, might in Greg's opinion, is definitely the most impressive team. I can see why, given from what you're giving. But I do want to point out for I slide the mark. Jose is doing a phenomenal job. Nothing to take away from him. He's been a defensive steward on Chris Paul, but. Chris Paul is what, 37, 38? You know, he don't got 36. to quit. Yeah, he 36. Oh, he's 36. He's not 36. Okay. But you know, he you know, that that's not the prime 25-year-old Chris Paul. I don't know if Jose could have did that to Prime CP. But that's a what if. So we're talking about now. But just throwing that out there. Mar, I want to swing it to you, man. You got a lot on your mind, man. As a fan, it hurts your heart. And I hate to see you just in the in a depressed state. Just talk to me, man. Thank you for the introduction. But um, I'm going to start off by saying I'm very disappointed in the Jazz, even though I saw them lose. Um, I didn't really believe it when I said it. I'm just a Luka fan, and I want to see the Mavericks proceed. But I did feel like the Jazz were going to blow this. I'm very disappointed in them. But they don't top the only team, the first team that got bounced, the only team that got swept, which is, you know, my Brooklyn Nets. Because I'm disappointed in them. Not even the fact that it was a he just got swept. Like it was that we got swept. It was just the fact that I saw Nikola Jokic get a game against the Warriors. I saw the Bulls get a game. I seen the Timberwolves put up a fight and win two games. And I seen the Pelicans win games. We're the only team that didn't win the game. And we're supposed to have two of the most deadly scorers in the league. And it just hurts. And not even just them. It's Steve Nash again. Like, I didn't want him last year. And I really don't want him this year because it was just the way he runs the offense and the way he was running them late in the, late in the game. It just, it just didn't make sense to me. His, his coaching decisions, his lineup decisions. And the defense, it, it it just doesn't all let up. And we got swept. We had high expectations. I had high expectations for us, even no matter what seed we were in. 
I felt like we were good enough to make the conference finals or or even the finals. So, I mean, like I said, we're the first team out, the only team to get swept. And that would be the last thing I would have saw coming. I'm just, it's only one thing that can make this better. And if and if y'all lose tomorrow, I feel so much happy. Uh, who, who Who's y'all, though? You talking about the Jazz? Bad, bad, bad. I mean, <laughs> I mean I mean, y'all not the only team that played, but yeah, I am referring to y'all. I mean, if the Nuggets uh, that won't hurt me, it won't hurt me. No, no, it won't hurt you at all. No, no, no. There's no reason not to hurt all. me. Not at all. Wow, that's some hating stuff right there. That is a whoa. Spoken by a true hater. Wow. All that was it would make me listen for a team to blow a three zero lead. That would be that would ridiculous. Make anybody feel better, like you know, it would honestly. Team, that, would take the pressure off, that takes the pressure off for me. I don't care if it, was, it is. I don't if the Warriors blow through when we to the Nuggets. I feel better about All that. Well, I mean, that. not really, because then Chris would be be you know he'll be like my team came back. We did this again. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, let me let it like, down. Like we are we are you are we're capable of that though. That's the thing. We're capable of doing it. Yeah, uh, not yeah, right. you guys are actually capable of doing it. Yeah, but not I'm against this team. Going. But I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> but I got a question, Mark. <laughs> just, just out of curiosity. So I was listening to first take. I think it was even today, or yesterday. And something that I picked up on that Stephen A. said was he felt as though that um with the difference between the Nets and the team like the Nuggets, who again don't have the star power that the Nets have, but they were able to um get a game, win a game against the Warriors, was that that peop- the players around them, the role players, were were able to to um, galvanize each other, energize each other to go out there and just play the game. Do you feel as though that the Nets just why or why do you think the Nets couldn't have that? Why why do you think KD or Kyrie couldn't get the team energized so they can all rally around the star players so that that way they wouldn't get? I, I mean, y'all did get embarrassed. I don't want to say y'all got embarrassed because again y'all got swept. Why do you think that that's the case? Because again, like I said, even with y'all losing the first round, it shouldn't have been a sweep. It should at least go up six or seven. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. And you're basically saying why is it, you're basically saying like why didn't we like couldn't rally together? Is what you're basically yeah. asking? Or like what do you think? What do you think was that block that stopped y'all from being able to rally together? Because it looked like, and I honestly looked like by the time Game Three came, y'all already knew this series was over. Mm. It just looked like whoever I don't like. The energy. And Kyrie checked out. Uh, Kyrie checked out of, uh, after game one. Mm. That is true. Uh, but that's all again. I, f- I feel like that's something to do with Steve Nash. Like the, the just the just the plays coming down the stretch, or the plays you know during 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 the whole game was just like. What do you call it? Yeah. Why aren't At you giving end. it to Kyrie Irving? They were giving it to Nick Claxton in, in an in an elimination game after <laughs> the guy was after the guy was 0 for eight from the free throw line. They kept giving it to him. They kept picking rolling with him, giving it to him. Kyrie Irving yeah. took the same amount of shots as Seth Curry. Ridiculous. Kyrie Irving was four for nine entering the fourth quarter. Oh my! In in fairness, in fairness, after let's be real, after that game one performance, Kyrie just wasn't the same. He put up 39 game one. And Kyrie actually put up 10 points in a playoff game. Yeah. Wait. Like, come on, son. But game you know what? Wait. Both came... game no, go ahead. Two Mara. and three. 
they were terrible games. They had shots, they didn't make them. But game exactly. four, you don't take, you don't let Kevin Durant take thirty shots and Kyrie takes thirteen. Seth Curry took thirteen shots. That that makes but, sense. But at the end, but at the end of the thirteen shots. I mean, you say that right, but even in those games two and three, well, especially in game two, Kyrie didn't have a great game, but they were up seventeen in that game. In particular, because you had someone like Seth Curry giving you twenty three from the field. Like the role player needed to step up, and even when the even when Kyrie wasn't playing well, like you like like we're not gonna sit here and act like Seth Curry is just some scrub. Seth Curry can give you buckets, like and so like with Seth Curry giving you buckets, you had a 17 point lead, and so at the end of the day, I mean like I, I'm just saying like let's not like. I understand Kyrie need to get more shots, but Kyrie can dance on anyone one on one. Like it's not like Kyrie can't doesn't have the green light to call his own number. At the end of the day, you take what the defense is giving you, and they honed in specifically on KD and Kyrie. So you need someone like a Seth Curry to get you a bucket, and he did. Uh, not all the time, but I'm just saying. Like I can understand why 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 Kyrie. Game, bro. I, no, game I I. No, I understand we that, but that tells, that tells me more about Kyrie's a level of aggression than Steve Nash's play calling is my point. Because at the end of the day, Kyrie knows he has the green light. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Like, we can't call. You're we can't. understand to know Kevin Durant mm-hmm. took 30 shots. Okay. Like, the plays were li- like, you, like last season, Steve Nash only had Kevin Durant to rely on. I would understand that. This year, he was only putting the ball in Kevin Durant's hands in the playoffs when he had Kyrie like Kyrie was literally a knob. He was just walking around on the court. And but, but, they were they were going for pick and roll Nick Claxton. They were giving it here for Seth. There was there there was nothing for Kyrie Irving. Okay, listen, but my and my, my only point is for the role players, there needs to be sets specifically because at the end of the day, they can't get their own shot for real, for real. I mean Seth Curry can maybe get his own shot for real, but I'm saying like at you need your role players to step up. But there's only so much I can do as a coach to get you to play aggressively. You only taking nine shots tells me more about you and your level of aggression than it does about me and the play calling. We all know Kyrie has the green light in New- in Brooklyn. Kyrie can take any shot that he wants to. If I'm And K- KD isn't known as a selfish player who takes 30-plus shots a game on the regular. So if I'm KD and I'm seeing that the brother that is supposed to be my co-star is not being aggressive, I feel called to take more shots because my co-star isn't, isn't looking to be aggressive. I'm If I'm the coach, I don't need to get, like, I need to get Ky- KD and Kyrie, like, uh, 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 I need to get them looks. But if they're not being aggressive, even if I'm giving them looks, period, the, at the end of the day, all I can do is get my other players involved to make it as close of a game as possible. Like, you got a good game from from uh, from Seth Curry. But I'm just saying, like, we're putting a lot of blame on Steve Nash for sure. Kyrie only taking a certain amount a lot of shots. And I'm not saying Greg, he doesn't. Greg, I got a quick question. What's up? So I'm telling you, so if you swap Willie Green and Steve Nash, you think you you think they're getting swept? Do I think they're getting swept? No, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I don't, right? So, and and like I said, for specifically for games one through three, I can understand why they got why why Steve Nash is getting 
that blame. But I'm just talking specifically. I thought Game Four was was specifically the best game that uh, Steve Nash played hands down because I thought there was what? more. There wasn't. I thought it was the best coaching job he did throughout the course of the series because at the end of the day he he looked to get other people involved besides besides their stars because you need in the playoffs especially at home you need the others to help now you when win you're the down game. Three, oh, you don't. You need to win. <laughs> okay. So and when one star isn't being it aggressive, it isn't time for it isn't time for a it isn't time for AU ball movement. We're gonna move the ball. We're gonna get everybody involved. We need AAU a win. ball movement. We need a win. That's 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 what that's what you're supposed to go for. Dude. So and then that, so and, 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 did, did you see the lineup he had? We can't get eight. a rebound. <laughs> you had Seth Curry, Curry guarding the rim. What? <laughs> the best coaching job? Are you serious? Oh, well, I will. Blake Griffin I, I, starting I, I, at the five. Listen, bro. I, I, at the I end of the day, on I, this. he did. He bro, they, yo, they had him on, 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 on an oxygen tank. Bro, <laughs> y'all was running him to the death, bro. Bro, at the five. What are you saying? At the five. That's, that's, that's. They're taking that's, charges in all three. Blake Griffin's a great hustle player, that's, but. That's, the, he's the not even. I wouldn't. Be, listen, what? Let me wait. Let me ask this guy, and I, I'm gonna ask Martis. Uh, this loss, right? So where would that? How does this loss affect KD's and Kyrie's legacy, respectfully? Like just getting swept? Nothing. It just says what it's been saying before. Nothing at all. Gonna win. They wasn't so, gonna win without who they had. In my opinion, it doesn't really change anything. It's just, I mean, it's just a disappointment. It's just, I mean, they were, they were. Kyrie was hurt last year. This season was a disappointment. But it's just like. I don't think nothing really, the narrative doesn't change because they didn't, neither one of them really led their team to a win. They were the second best player. So it's just like, I don't think it changes it for me. Okay. Well, I mean, Chris, Lodge, Greg, you guys, that that's the same sentiment you guys feel or maybe slightly otherwise? I think, no, no, I think really. you like it. It, it kind of gives Braun a little stain on the low, on the low. Really? How? Because <laughs> Before Kyrie, before Bron, nobody was worried about it. Mm. Kyrie after Bron, nobody's still worried about it. Like <laughs> so, was was KD before Curry? Hey, come on, we we you got there, but you couldn't finish. Yeah, he couldn't execute after Boy. Curry. He couldn't even get there. <laughs> so I mean, that that, ugh, that that that's not a good. Yeah, it doesn't look good at all. Not really. I mean. Uh, Chris, just what's your thoughts? I can't believe I'm about to say this. I can't Ooh. believe I am. But do, I, I, but and the question, do, I, do you honestly feel like KD and Kyrie can be the leader of a team? And I'm only saying no. that. I mean, I don't think Kyrie no. can because it was already this point. They don't have a choice to be. But KD, I think I would think KD would be, like, the leader. because. But are you sure, though? Because just think about it. When I mean, he was in Golden State. He wasn't necessarily the leader. Just because you're the best player on the team doesn't mean you're the leader of the team. Mm, and his bet. I don't even think he was the best player. Who's? Who, uh, oh, he, oh, he was the best player. No, uh, yeah, I, the best that, player. I, I, the, the defense was uh, was crazy though. Make worse. I know with that. Talent wise, he was by far, he was definitely the best player in the world. Yeah, when you say talent wise, but I still don't think he was the best player. Who was okay. that, Mike? He gonna Come say on, like he man. probably gonna say Steph Curry. Oh. And Kyrie, I, I think I ain't but, even gonna hold more. 
Nah. Nah, bro. I'm sorry. I hear you. Here you go. Oh, why, why is I'll, Steph Curry to you the best then? Uh, if, when KD was winning the Okay, that's true. But in the finals, it was KD that was really I'm pushing. Not, not Mar, I'm not saying <laughs> that was his squad, but KD was damn sure the best player on that squad, bro. I'm sorry. I KD, was, KD was the I best player on the team. I feel KD y'all, but I mean, I just don't agree. I mean, I just don't agree with it. Here's, here's, at, the, here's at, the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, KD lacks an aggression. As a leader, oh. to uh, lacks an aggression. I'm not on the court. Lacks an aggression as a leader to handle a personality like Kyrie, in my personal opinion. So when, like, and what, so what I mean by that is, if Kyrie's doing Kyrie like he's playing well and all that stuff, then the team is doing well. But when Kyrie goes off the handle, or when Kyrie's not in the lineup, or when I don't think that KD can it like realistically can like, feels comfortable in that leadership role, like, talking to Kyrie and trying to reel him back in. You know what I mean? And, like, so, like, so, you, like, th- there's that there. Then I think with, with Kyrie, at the end of the day, I look at a team, like, with Jokic, like, I'm not saying, like, you have to be ultra-aggressive as a leader, because Jokic sh- has shown me that as a leader, like, you don't necessarily have to be the most aggressive all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just you can just do your job, and people can gravitate towards that, right? But with Kyrie, Kyrie just Kyrie does not give me like let's galvanize around him vibes. Like if I'm a teammate, I'm like yeah, like he's he's a great uh, addition, but like he's not leading by example. And at the end of the day, you want uh you want players that lead by example. Like that that that's just the reality of it. So if I'm a if I'm a rookie, I'm a second year, or even I'm a veteran. I'm not looking at Kyrie's behavior and I'm not galvanizing. I'm when I'm down 15, I'm not listening to Kyrie for real. Like, bro, like you're not, he wasn't even in the, you're not listening to Kyrie, so you're listening to KD who lacks aggression. But you, but you can't listen to KD if KD doesn't serve himself as a leader. Exactly. I feel like sometimes exactly. he fails to do that. Exactly. Okay. I feel like he failed to do that in the series. Wait, therefore, but, both aren't leaders. Wait, Greg, hold on. Chris, uh you I had asked you about the legacy and you was you was gonna get on to something. I wanna bring it back to you. What was your thought about the legacy before we kind of side off on that? I, well, what, I think the reason I think it's hard to the legacy is because I think it goes to show that when we look back I, here's why I think it's hard to the legacy basically for those reasons. We look back, we already know Kevin cannot be the main guy on the team. We already know he's a second option. But remember, Kevin said a lot of things. Has said on press conference stuff in the past, and one of the things he yes. said was, "When they both came here, I have somebody that can go score too." Basically talking about Kevin Durant. Well, mm-hmm. you were bragging about having this guy here, and you again in press conferences bragging about how say we don't need a coach or what this, that, and third. How you, how basically we're going to be good. Tweeting that watch the second half of the season, how how my team is going to go. So you did all that, but if you look at it, in the three years since Tyree's been there, the Brooklyn Nets have only won one playoff series. Now, yes, it's some of it's due to injury and everything, but at some point in time, you have to realize it's more than just that. And I think where Tarsus Kyrie legacy is, it just goes to show he should have never left Cleveland. Mm. And Ron Wayne was one of the that was probably the best thing to happen for him. And I understand that you want to go on your own, you want to be, you want to be your own man, you want to be a part of the team, you want to see if you can be, still be that great player without somebody without LeBron James. I understand all that, but his track record since leaving has not been good. Kevin Durant said, 
Kevin Durant said thing. Before he got the before he got the Golden State, he blew a three one lead in the playoffs. So we already I'm I'm not gonna say he choked in that, but he blew a three one lead. He goes to Golden State, wins a couple championships. So you would think kind of like the Ron LeBron took LeBron learned how to win. So you think KD would know how to win, but KD really didn't know how to win. He just fit in the system that already knew how to win. I think it's mm-hmm. hard legacies in the sense that you really I don't really know if you can trust these guys to lead your team to victory. No doubt Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are Hall of Famers, right. future Hall of Famers, first ballot, all, all questions. And again, right. two, of the, two of the most talented basketball players that have ever graced this this earth. But it just comes down to the fact that they really don't, I don't know, they don't really know what to do without some, without, I guess, that voice in their head. For KD, it was Steph Curry. For Kyrie, it was LeBron. And when you try to do that on your own, it's not as easy as it looks. I feel like this starts to legacy, legacy in the sense that, like we said, this is a team that's supposed to have a lot, a lot of expectations getting swept in the first round. We could talk about LeBron James so, all we want and how his team didn't so. make the playoffs. LeBron never got swept in the first round. He might have lost. He didn't get swept. At least he went that, down fighting. That is true. Just lay, these people literally just lay down and say, hey, you can have the victory at this point. Mm, okay. And I, before we transition off to um... – the, the next topic. I want to swing it to Mar. So Mar, uh, Ben Simmons decides not to play. Reports came out. Uh, it's a lot of mental issues that's you know it's kind of blocking him from being able. That's causing uh, a lot of pain. Uh, the mental issues is what's causing his, uh, his physical injuries. And you know a lot of people gave him a lot of heat. Some you know Hall of Famers came at him. Just what's your thoughts? Is he's the guy on your team? What just what's your expectations for Ben next season? How do you think he helps to Helps your Nets. Do they win a championship next season with Ben Simmons? Um, well, I felt like he was going to come back next season anyway. The hype around him playing at first, I mean, I jumped to the fact that he was able to, you know, have four and four contact, but then I thought about it like a day or two later, and then I was just like, well, four and four contact against your teammates, it could be soft against, like, in a real game. Somebody said it's a real pick, and you're saying your back hurt, you're going to be right back out the game. So I I expect them to come back next season and make an impact and help us make a championship run. But as of what he's done this season so far and what he said and the choices he's made, I mean, I can't really defend in a rock with him. I just got to wait till next season, and hopefully he does better. All right. Okay. Hopefully next season. Okay. So we move on to the next topic. Uh, Greg had answered this one, so I'm gonna swing it to Lodge first. So, what team, in your opinion, that was in the play, that was in the playing tournament, who you feel like, in your opinion, could take that next step to becoming the playoff team and possibly uh, championship contenders? In your opinion, I'm gonna swing it to you, Lodge. I'm gonna let you go ahead. You saying championship contenders next year? So just playoff contenders, like playoff contenders could possibly make that conference, not championship, but conference most likely, or at least the playoffs minimum-wise. Well, I'm going to cheat and just go with the dudes that just swept. <laughs> them boys. Because <laughs> they was already coming, but they now they really are, though. So, oh. they, so they, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, wild. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, but, all right. They definitely about to be in the conference finals these next at least two three years easily. The way yeah, it's looking, so easily. Ooh. You think so? Wait, you Greg, the, the floor is yours. Let me swing it who, to you. Who, who chat? Who, just, what you got? The Bucks, 
No, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm not hear you. I'm just saying, like, you do realize, like, they got their salary tax, their salary uh, cap next year. Like, they're going to be, like, I think, like, close to, like, break a record in terms of being over the over the salary. So I'm just saying the support system that they can provide around the team, like, and to develop an actual bench seems like it's going to be, like, Pretty if they don't get brothers, huh? They already got one, bro. They drafted half their people. What you mean? You talking Who about Joe draft? Harris, Seth Curry, not, not I'm draft. Talking about, I'm talking but. about the Celtics. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. I thought you said the Nets. I said the Bulls that just swept them, boy. Just, just got. Oh, 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 oh. But they weren't in the play. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Oh, got you. Oh, my fault. I thought you said the boys that just got swept. Oh, my fault. Go ahead. That's man. what I thought you said too. My bad. All right. Okay. Chris, uh, what team from the playing tournament uh, you think is going to take that next step to being playoff contenders? I want to say the Pelicans, but looking at how the Zion Williamson situation goes, I don't know. Yeah, Greg, Zion's just, he looks way, he, every time I see him, he looks bigger and bigger. Hefty, hefty, hefty. That's not even what I'm talking about when it comes to Zion. It's just, I don't even know if he wants to be there. Like, I know he's at the bench and support his team and everything. Really he in a hard situation, though, because he, he do for a contract, but he ain't playing. Exactly. That's the worst. Sure. I'm not he sure. did. None like, of... if you give him the contract, you're giving him the contract solely off potential. I personally, feel like, I personally feel like a lot of people have made a lot of excuses for why Zion has succeeded, and none of it's because he's not working hard enough. Or not enough attention is being given towards, like, him not putting in enough work. Like, I think outside of this season, I've heard so much stuff about, like, his teammates his coaching, they fired two coaches in two years just because they didn't get the production they wanted out of Zion. Now I'm trying to see what's up with Zion next year. I'm trying to – I want all that smoke next year. I want to see what's up with Zion because I tell you what, if they regress and Zion's playing 60 to 70 games, that's on Zion. That's not on anybody else. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I don't know if he's playing next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I really don't think he wants to be in New Orleans. I don't think he's gonna force his way out whenever they get in front of him. I don't see why. But but honest, I think that's dumb though. After they got CJ, I think that's perfect. Mm -hmm. I know. I Mm -hmm. think him, Ingram, Mm -hmm. yeah, John. Like after that, I I, I would understand it if they didn't make a trade for CJ. I understand then now, but like he has a roster. I don't. I don't see why he would leave now. I mean, because a lot of his po- boys got, got traded. I mean, he was cool with Lazo. Mm-hmm. They had a little connection and all that. I'm, but not, like, I'm not trying to hear none of that. I heard, I heard that he was trying to leave because he wanted to go to New, because he wanted to play in a larger market. One, and I heard because the team they didn't like the team wasn't good enough around him. Now you got a team that took the number one seed to the play that they're taking the number one seed down to the wire in the playoffs. All right, and while New Orleans will never be New York, you got a squad around you. Show up. I need to see what's up. Uh, no, I, Greg, I'm definitely co-signing you 100%. I definitely feel like, yeah, it's the team he has, I think a lot of players that come when they get drafted number one pick come into the most god-awful teams. I mean, and, yes, he came into a bad team at the time. You fooled plenty of potential, but they got traded away. But Angren, CJ McCollum, Jackson Hayes, Dallas Junis, uh, like he, he just has a – Herb Jones. Herb's been jo- – Jones has been nice in the playoffs, you know, from – from Alabama. He was nice in Alabama. 
I thought he'd be nice in the NBA. Car, you know, he would carve out a role, and he's doing so, and he's excelling in the playoffs. Uh, he, he has a nice squad around him. I don't see why he needs to leave. But if he's that determined to go to a bigger market, you know, the ballpark is on him. But, Mar, I want to swing it to you. I was even you- done. Y'all cut me off and stuff. Webby, <laughs> y'all cut me off. My fault. <laughs> go ahead, Greg. Go ahead, Chris. So I said I was going to say the Pelicans, but because right. I can't, and if I'm focusing mainly on just the playing teams, I'm just going to say I'm going to go with the Hawks. The reason I'm going with the Hawks is yes, they had a reality check, which is perfectly fine. That's exactly what they needed. But at the same time, you also deal with a lot of injuries this year to a lot of key players. So I expect. John Collins to have a rebound year, even if he doesn't perform at All Star level, which I think he should. He, I feel like so, he'll have a rebound year. What? Wait, Chris, uh, just let me know. Did he sign the max contract, or did he have not given up? He, he signed did, the max contract. Signed. All right, got you, got you, got you. So again, I feel like he's going. I feel like he is going to bounce back next year. I feel like DeAndre Hunter is going to take a leap next year because what I noticed yeah, in that, what I noticed is he's starting to develop an offensive game now. And they were going to him in that last game against Miami. He showed up and delivered. He shouldn't have got fouled out because that was the that he was, was definitely that was a ticky tack call. I think, I think it was leading the Hawks. Yeah, it was leading the Hawks and points. Who's this? Who's this? Hunter? Yeah, 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 So I I, I want to say Atlanta because again, now that they have another somebody else who who should be able to score the ball, I'm saying the Hunter can continue this development. He's the perfect two way to compliment Trey Young. And now if you have somebody else that can create their own shot off the dribble and everything. Trans the ball will be in trans hands all the time, which means you can play him off ball like like a Steph Curry sometimes let him come off screens and get it and get some early open looks instead of him having to try to dribble between three pick and rolls and stuff and then having to force either a floater or a D three up. Because if you saw against Miami, Miami shut him down and they really said you're not gonna beat us. Somebody else is gonna beat us. So when I saw Hunter do what he did in Game Five, I was like, this is what the Hawks have been waiting for. So I feel like if Hunter can 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 uh, this is just a first impression with DeAndre Hunter, and if he can continue, not of course not as a thirty-five, but just somebody that can create their own shot, so training doesn't to create for everybody. Toss going to be right back up to where they were last year, like the fourth best spot. Okay, all right, no, uh, that's okay. The Hawks definitely got some potential. I think the key for the Hawks, honestly, was. I think the game plan for the Heat was, yo, if we just, like, make life extremely difficult. Trey Young even said he hasn't been discarded since high school. And he was averaging 40 points. So I don't know if they was really stopping him when you averaging 40 points a game in high school. But, I mean, you know, they definitely need, like like Chris said, DeAndre Hunter is definitely starting to develop an offensive game. And I think that's going to be really crucial. Him, Trey Young, and John Collins, Chris, was that, in your opinion, the Hawks' three? Not big three, but the three contributors to for the future as staple holders. I, I mean, if not them, if not them, who else would it be? That's true. That's true. Mar, uh, listen, your man Lodge is rocking with your team as the team that comes up and makes some noise. Are you rocking with your team too? Or you feel like another team in the play, in your opinion, might become a playoff contender? Okay. Um. The Hornets coming up. Oh, um, yeah. I was just, yeah. They were in there. They were in their last season. They were in this season, and 
I feel like LaMelo and Miles Bridges are really going to, you know, step into their own groove. And like somebody mentioned before on the podcast, I think it was Chris, they said um, Miles Bridges is like actually becoming ever individual player who's getting known, known more for his dunking. I mean, yeah, getting known more for his just dunking ability. And, you know, yeah. you still got LaMelo and Terry Rozier. And they still got, you know, they still got time. So I feel like that's going to be a team that's going to be, uh, you know, in the playoffs next season or soon. Or soon. Y'all right. think Paul's business resigns? I, 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 was, I hope this. I like him in the awareness. I like him in Melo. I, mean, yeah, I do too, but. Hey, money, you know, they're not able to come to, you know, the terms that they both agree. And, you know, he's got to do his best for him. The team's going to do his best for them. It's all business at the end of the day. But with that being said, we move on to the final topic. I saw something very interesting. I want to share with you guys. You let me know what you think. I think it's going to be really interesting to hear what you guys say. So it's four players. Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Edwards, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole. One guy has to go. Who are you choosing? I'm going to swing it to Lodge. Go ahead, Lodge. Go first. <laughs> uh. Tyrese Maxey, unfortunately. Wow. Okay. So why why Tyrese Maxey? So to me, I, I I'm just going just straight head to head, like just just one one hitter, who better? So to me, Tyler Hero, I feel like he originally Tyrese Maxey is a bench player. I feel like Tyler Hero is a way better bench player and pretty much. I think he's already a developed a better player than Tyrese Maxey as of right now. You go to Jordan Poole. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's close yeah. to Jordan Poole. Nah. <laughs> and Edwards. I mean, you just seen what he did the night before. I mean, he tried to give him a dub, but. Sure did. But, yeah. you feel me? But I honestly feel like Andy Edwards is clearly better than Tyrese Maxey as well. So, it's pretty yeah. easy for me. Pretty easy. All right, Greg. Talk to me. One player has to go. Who's got to kick rocks? Um, I'm gonna go with Tyler Hero. Ooh, that's that's the he he's this not yet announced, but he is this could be the sixth man of the year. You kicking him out? Yeah, not expecting that. Nah, I didn't expect that. Go ahead though, explain. I, I I did. I I I think um. I mean, you know I'm going to rock with my guy, Tyrese Maxey, Philadelphia 76er, and I think he's played well in the starting lineup uh, given the circumstances. And, I, I mean, he's shown me a lot these playoffs. I think, you know what I'm saying, like he played well when James first got there and he's shown me a lot, and I think he needs one more offseason. Like we forget Tyrese Maxey, just a second-year player. Like uh, I think – I don't, is he the only uh, – yeah, Tyrese Maxey – no, he's not the only one. But Tyrese Maxey is a second-year player, and I think he's only going to come out to this uh, – come into his own over the next year. Um, I think with, with Anthony Edwards, he's shown me a lot this year. He makes a lot of, uh, like, dumb mistakes, though. Um, but I'm just banking on his potential. Um, honestly, it was really – the decision came down to Jordan Poole versus Tyler Hero. Um, I just think within the system that Jordan Poole is in, I think it just allows for them to like always space the floor and do um, 
And like that that three guard lineup, like while there'll probably be a liability defensively if Draymond Green ever goes down, like I think Jordan Poole can flourish within the in the best case form, best case scenario of that lineup. And I just think with Tyler Hero, like I think he definitely benefited a lot from coming off the bench. Um, but I'm curious to see what he does when he's asked to put like 40 40 minute play 40 30 30 to 35 to 40 minutes a night uh and I just think I need to see more from him I think it's it, I knew that Tyler Hero was going to have a good season because I knew it was his contract year I knew he was going to play well this year but if we remember last year there was a lot of questions coming into this year because of his subpar underperforming play from the season before so he's been a little inconsistent for me so I'm curious to see how he, what he's like as, when he gets his money because personally, I think he might revert back to to the Tyler Hero that we saw last year, not the Tyler Hero that we saw this year. Wow. Okay. Uh, Lodge, you was, you was going to say something. I'm going to swing it to you, Rod. Swing it to uh, Chris. I'm going to wait till everybody else finish. Got you. Chris, talk to me. One player's got to kick rocks. Who, who's kicking rocks? I really thought about this, and honestly, it came down to either Anthony Edwards or Tyrese Maxey. Oh, my. And. And I'm and I'm honestly by a slight edge, very slight mm. edge, mm. as of right now, mm. I'm taking Tyrese. I'm gonna kick Anthony Edwards off. And the reason for it, the reason, I, the reason, the reason I'm saying Anthony Edwards has to go, is not because I don't think he's gonna be over all of these players very soon. I think he, I think out of this, out of the four, he will be end up being the best player. But as a young player and him being his first player, what I am noticing is that he is a very streaky shooter. And, and with him being a very streaky shooter, he can shoot his way into games and easily shoot his way out of games. The thing I see different between everybody else and him is that so far, when it comes to the playoffs, they are mainly consistent. Like Tyrese Maxey might not always get you 20 points, but he'll consistently give you anywhere between 15 to between that 15 to 18 range. I have seen that. And his assists, he gives you at least a good seven, six assists. A game, so okay, 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 okay. okay. Anyway, <laughs> with Tyler Hero again, I saw what he did in the bubble, and yes, he definitely did have a down year last year, but he came back in a big way this year. And when he's probably end up winning six man of the year award, even though I don't think he should win, I think it should go to somebody else, but that's just me. So mm. I, I can't, so he's shown what he can do. And then with Jordan Poole, this is Jordan Poole's first playoff appearance, and he's averaging the most points on his on the team with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. He's averaging 29 points. We have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in the team. Like, they really have don't have a problem bringing Steph Curry off the bench and starting Jordan Poole now because Jordan because he fits right in so well. It doesn't even matter. It really doesn't even matter. And the reason, and with that being said, it's just that I know Anthony Edwards is going to get to that point that everybody, that the other players are at right now. Well, obviously, he, he's probably already at the same level, but honestly, he's going to take that lead next year. But as of right now, the only reason, again, I'm only getting rid of it because I just see him shoot a lot of very, not, I don't want to say dumb shots, but shots that he really doesn't need to take at the time. Mm. And, I mean, and you see that when you watch the Minnesota Timberwolves as a whole. They can get good leads. Like, they're talented enough to get leads. But you also see when they get those leads, with the ball goes in the Cats' hands, Edwards' hands, and Russell's hands, They'll jack up a shot that they don't need to jack up. They'll go iso ball and, and throw something up. And because of that, teams can easily get back in the game. So because Anthony Edwards still has to work on that, 
that's the only reason why I said he has to go for right now. Not saying he's going to stay like that, but as of right now, he has to go. Okay. All right. All right, man. Definitely. All right, Chris. That was very good. Lodge, I mean, like you said, I'm going to say you for last. Mark, one's got to go, man. Who, who's going home on their vacation early? Tyrese Maxey, bro. Oof. And why Tyrese Maxey? He, he, he doesn't do it for me yet. Like, How so? Is it scoring, the defense, the passing? Which one's lacking you? No, I feel like Tyrese Maxey is an all-around player, but he's not a developed all-around player. So it's just like some nights he can – Impact. I mean, well, he's impacting every night, but it's just like some some nights are just better than others, where he's actually having an impact. Like you see, where games where there was no Joel, no James Harden, and he was he was leading the team, he was going off, he was playing, he was playing defense, he was assisting, he was scoring, and then in the playoffs we had like a thirty point game. You know, so, so I feel like. He just, you know, you just never know what nights it's going to be for him. And that's, like, for all players, but Tyler Harris off the bench is just, it's just not, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense what he's doing. And he could, like, he's, like it's not announced yet, but he could win six men of the year. Jordan Poole, even though you can say it's the system, you still got to play well in the system and hit the shots. And he hits the very, he hits those shots. He he gets the ball. He'll he'll get the ball on a fast break and just you know cross over, step back three. That that's not in the system. This is him. And Anthony Edwards, I just I'm a fan. He just he his offense. I love his offensive game. So he yeah, Tyrese makes sense to go. All right. Wow. I mean. Whew, that's crazy. Tyrese Maxey, but lots. Just more. Was the last to speak. I would definitely get your input. You had something you wanted to add in. It, it, it's, it's cool now. It's cool. It's cool now. It's cool. <laughs> All right. That concludes episode six. Oh, I want to hear what you want. What do you guys say real quick? I want to hear it. Thanks. Oh, my Because what's it called? Because Greg picked Tyler Hero. And he was trying to say, like, he needs to see Tyler Hero play, like, 30, like, 32, 35 plus minutes. But he was doing that pretty much all season when everybody else was getting hurt, and he wasn't. And at the beginning of the season, he was also carrying Duncan Robinson because he was nowhere to be found, and he got his bread. So it was just like, to me, I felt like he already proved what he, what he needed to prove, and he still is in the playoffs right now as we speak. Mm. I just wonder. I think that's – I think that I know. I think that's a that's a fair assessment. Um, I mean, the only thing that I will say is, I mean, I think time will tell. Um, I don't think we've like they've necessarily needed Tyler Hero to in a way that they've needed Tyrese Maxey in these playoff games. I think the the Heat have done it by committee. Even in the last game with the injury depleted team. It was Victor Olin Depot that got me 23. It was it was Bam out of Bio that got me to 20. I don't know what Tyler Hero did in the last game. Uh so I'm just saying, like, and I'm just I'm just saying that regular we all know the regular season is different from the postseason. And outside of the bubble, Tyler Hero's postseason like performance when you really need it is a bit questionable. 
and I and I'm not surprised that he played well. Like I said, I'm not surprised that he played well in the regular season because I knew he was probably gonna bounce back, especially when you put when you're playing with somebody's one of money's at stake. I'm just saying I need to see it further in. Is that is that unfair? Is that an unfair assessment to make? Now I'm saying Tyler uh, Tyrese Maxey gave me 38 in game one. I seen Tyrese Maxey go on the road in game three and give me and and outside of Joel Embiid in the fourth quarter in overtime, outside of Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey was the only brother scoring. That's all I needed to know about Tyrese Maxey. So uh, that's all I need. Oh, that's not all I need. I need to, of course I need to see more, but he showed me something is what I'm saying. And I'm I'm saying that in terms of the postseason accolade, like I, I'm not saying he disappears, but I'm just saying I haven't seen enough from Tyler Hero consistently to make me say definitively that he's over Tyrese Maxey. That's all. Okay. All right. Before we end the episode, one thing I one player I am gonna choose. I'm gonna choose Anthony Edwards. Uh one thing I did notice is he is a streaky shooter, but he's he's confident. He has mad confidence, and mm-hmm. I feel like with, with a young guy like that, when he's taking shots, you got to have confidence. We've seen guys without confidence, and we've seen what that does, especially inside games. So, But I think he's a streaky shooter, but once he starts to start letting the game, he just takes the shots the way let it come natural to him instead of trying to force it. And like Chris said, he's a streaky shooter. But once he got that, he has that under control. He'll be a first team, second team on NBA for a couple years to come. Might even lead the Timberwolves to, you know, with Cat and whatever nucleus they may pick up in the future to possibly a championship in the future. But I'm gonna have to take Anthony Edwards. He's got to go. But those three. But Anthony Edwards is the one that has to go. But with that being said, that concludes episode 60 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I want to give a big shout out. To my fellow Coles, Mar, Greg, Chris, and Lodge, I really appreciate this. I Hopefully the fans definitely appreciate this and hopefully tune in and enjoy this as much as we did in recording this. You can follow us on Instagram at... Huh? I got one more thing to say. Go ahead. I'm predicting it. There's going to be a game seven in Philly. Oh, man. Stop. I'm, pre- I'm predicting it. What a L. What a L. What a L. I just want it. I just want to hate. We close. We close it out in six. Hell no, y'all not closing it out in six. You're mad. The Knicks went from playoffs to where they at. No, I love it because I love it. One of them not Sure you do. You love watching this play in the playoffs. Sure you do. I know. Struggling, bro. I'll be trying so hard to be like. Not. It's okay. You're sitting back watching your team scramble in the ball and not do anything to try to come at a team. Because we all know what your coach is known for. And y'all either way, either way, either way, y'all getting swept next round anyway. So don't even stop. Stop. Wait, lies. Yeah. No, that's what that's 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 what that's what lies Jamar would want because then it will make him feel better. Uh, well, especially Jamar, that's what it will make him feel better about his nets. Of course, he need he need a sweep to to feel rectified. No, it's cool. Man, wait, that's, screw all that. Y'all was getting swept either way. Lies, lies. I'm gonna be honest with you. Just I'm enjoy from the couch with your neck, with your man Julius Randle. Oh just chill I, with him. You know, talk to Mark, talk to Kyrie, Lodge, talk to Julius Randle. Yo, that's hilarious. I told you I should have yeah, traded for CJ. Listen, listen. Listen, listen, Lodge, listen. Next time you go to Canada with your man, R.G. Barry, let me know. 
I'm telling you, if y'all still had James Harden, y'all wouldn't have gotten swept like y'all did. Nah, don't do that. No, see, you was doing good. We're still recording. We're still recording. We're still recording. But let's end this. Let's end this. Yeah, I'm still recording. But we're going to end this. Thanks a lot. Follow us on Instagram at Restrict This Home Posh. You can follow the vibes individually. Uh, I'm going to put the link inside the description. We are available on all platforms. Yes, Android and Apple, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever streaming platform is out there, we are available Google on. Google Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, really, we don't discriminate. <laughs> Listen, so thanks a lot. We enjoy recording, and thanks a lot. We will be consistent, too. Thank you. Have a nice day. Be safe. Thank you.